Welcome to When Ghosts Speak with Melissa and Mary Ann. Hey guys, we're back with part two of the theaters, the the rest of the theater. Who was the guy on the radio that would always end the rest of the story? Um, I used to listen to him a lot as a kid, but that's... The rest of the story. Uh, who used to say that, Ted? <laughs> Winchell? Did we stump Ted? Yeah, we did. Paul Harvey. I got I it, bro. <laughs> All right. We are, we are pretending to be our own Paul Harvey. That's right. Rest of the theater. <laughs> so you're bringing to us the actual stage area and behind stage, because we already covered the, the hallways, the offices, and the, the non-acting areas. Yes. And that's why I did the backdrop there, because a lot of those spirits from that section came back down to the theater section Mm. theaters are very complicated they may all have a different name but inside they're pretty much the same there's your lobby and then there is your you walk through the big doors and there are the seats and there's the stage with the ghost light on Every stage has a ghost light that is on 24 hours. People that are non-believers in ghosts will say that's so somebody doesn't accidentally fall into the orchestra pit because that is right on the other side of the stage. But those who believe go, oh, yeah, that's to keep the ghosts off of the stage. Hmm. You have half, half. Some believe, some don't believe. Now, why would they believe that the light would keep them off the stage? Like, Just it's their light. So they're not going to do anything bad because it's actually even people that don't believe call it the ghost light. Hmm. So they know it's theirs. And keep this in mind. Most of the people that are ghosts in these theaters worked in these theaters. So okay. they understand the whole so theater. People are very superstitious, very, very superstitious. You know, they say ball players will wear the same pair of socks every time or, you know, something like that. But theater people are the same. You know, they they truly do say break a leg. Yeah, because that's supposed to be a good luck. Whereas if you say good luck, now it's you're bad luck. Right. Yeah, it's the exact opposite. And is that their little secret code that they all use if you're an actor? Who knows? I I don't know. But beside the theater, then you have right stage, left stage. Then you've got the curtains behind the stage that people hide behind the curtains. Then you have elevators that go down to the basement. And those elevators are down in the basement. You have your costume room where all the costumes are for the different plays. You have your makeup room. You have a kitchen down there. You have washrooms and showers down there. And there is trouble in all of those places. Every one of them. 
this particular theater, this ghost that I have no idea why she would not tell me. Every costume that was made in the 40s and the 50s, she took every button off every one of those costumes. The buttons. She a button collector? Like antique buttons? Like is that a thing? <laughs> and the people that again didn't believe really thought that somebody was stealing them or trying to sabotage the play. Hmm. And here's the, the poor lady that's in charge of that trying to explain they're not on the floor. They're gone. They are totally gone. The other, the, another time in the makeup room, there was a change of three different wigs that the actress had to use. Mm -hmm. Twice the wigs were gone. They never found them. Oh, so they had to keep replacing and rebuying them. That's right. That's right. There goes your budget out the window with having to fix and replace. A funny one was the guy came up to me and he said, I'm a wonderful singer. And I said, good. Uh, congratulations. Nice, nice thing to be able to do. I can't whistle in tune, let alone sing. And he said, yes, he says, I would be, I would love to know how many people in the audience when they came to see the Phantom of the Opera, how many people would just absolutely cringe if they knew I was standing next to the actor singing with him every time he sang. The Phantom of the Opera had a phantom. That's right. Oh, that's fun. That's right. <laughs> and, he, and I said, oh, I wish I had known then. Because I really, I, I think I would have told this man. Because we, I, we went to see the Phantom of the Opera. And I did see the ghost standing next to him. Mm -hmm. But it didn't seem to be bothering the actor that was singing. So I, you know, and again, I just don't walk up to people and say, you've got a ghost attached to you. So I, I didn't say anything. So what this, this manager, the stage manager wanted and this was the stage manager that took care of this one particular place. He said, uh, I want the names and I want where they worked when they were here. They wanted the same thing that the office people wanted. Who, where, when, why, and are they leaving? Well, again, there are five theaters in this area and there's no way that this is a one day job. So what we did once or twice a week, I would go downtown and I would go to the theater. The first three or four times I was there, I would walk in and you see a ghost peeking around a curtain or hanging up, up on the ceiling where the big lights are. They're on top of me. And it, there's nobody in these buildings. I mean, in these theaters, they're totally empty. That in itself can be a little spooky. I will tell you that much. When the lights are down and you just see the ghost light on the on the stage, it, it's you wonder. It's like a basement, you know. It's automatic. Pretty, pretty much. <laughs> and I said, uh, "Okay, I can see you. I can talk to you. Anybody that wants to go to the light, come on here and talk to me." Some of them came right over, gave me who they were. The mother of one of the. Uh, People that was in the orchestra was there. It, it was, by the time I was done, 
I'd walk in the main door in the lobby and there would be 50 ghosts waiting for me. Because I was the lady that if you could talk to her, she could make the light and let you go. So a lot of them did cross over. A lot of them did not. But again, that was their choice. There, in 1996, there was a ballet called um, Blue Suede Shoes by Elvis. It was an Elvis Presley ballet. And that I was never heard of a, such a thing. It was, it was a very good play. It, it really was. Bob Mackey was the man that designed all of the costumes for the ballet. To a little reference here, Bob Mackey designs all of Cher's costumes. Oh, that's you know the costumes that have her that hardly have any cloth in them. It's more sequins everywhere, hiding things and parts and pieces. So he did all the designs for the ballet people in this performance, and I I'm going to guess that most of the things were glued onto these people because I don't know how they keep them on otherwise <laughs> about the only thing that wasn't glued on was their ballet toe shoes I mean they had to have those to work so Ted and I are sitting there and we're, we're sitting there and we were sitting like four rows from the stage but stage right uh, the corner we, we weren't in the front mm -hmm. the performance goes it starts and it's I mean all Elvis music I mean, it was the rock and roll, the song, the soft ones, everything. And here down the aisle comes two ghosts, maybe in their 40s, very fit, slim. And I'm wondering to myself, I wonder how they died. They're so young. And they almost stopped right by where we're sitting. When they were alive, they were in the ballet. That's what they did when they in the 1950s. And here they were critiquing this whole play. Oh, they were mortified by the, the costumes. How can she even bend over like that? Look where the costume is going when she bends over. Oh, they were just, they were so embarrassed by the clothes. And then they started getting a little bit more, um, Oh, I could do that better. Uh, and they were using ballet words that I have no idea what they are. You know, mm -hmm. call, I could have stayed on my toes longer. And that guy, whoever didn't grab her in the right place when he threw her in the air. And I'm thinking, oh, this is more than I need to know. But they were, and then they finally huffed and walked back up the aisle. I did find them. They did come up to me, though. When I was making the white light, one of the last times I was there, I was there for about six or seven weeks. That's how long it took to do all the theaters and get all the people. Yeah, it, there was there was a lot of them. And they definitely, and I spotted the two and they were together again. And they came up to me and I looked at the one and I said, you did not like the ballet, the Elvis Presley ballet. And she looked at me and I said, you and you were standing right next to me in the aisle critiquing the whole ballet when my husband and I were sitting there. 
well, why didn't you say something to me? I said, oh, you were too busy ranting and raving about the costumes and you could have done it better. Well, I could have. They shouldn't be dressed like that. And I said, if you've been around from the 50s, you could see, obviously, this is some, I mean, people dress like this almost every day now. Mm -hmm. Time changed. It was interesting enough because there were people that wanted to be, they were wannabes, they had tried out and tried out. There were singers, there were actors, there were playwriters, script writers, janitors, electricians, plumbers. Any any walk of life and any job, you could have found them in this crowd of ghosts here. It was absolutely amazing. And I have to admit, that pooped me out. That was a long day. It, it truly was a long day being there like that. I have all these notebooks when I got done. And the man that hired me to do this, he had a girl walk with me eventually and start writing all this stuff down. Because, again, talking to him and spotting him and trying to write at the same time. It was just too hard. So she was with me. And when we got done, I said to her, and she had a like, a, I don't know, a book bag. You know, kids used to carry their in book bag. And she had, I can't tell you how many composition tablets filled with names. Oh, and wow. they were attached to. And I said, uh, can I, I says, well, I want the, I mean, I just didn't even ask. I says, well, I'll take my notebooks. I'll go. And she sort of looked at me. She goes, I'm not allowed to give these to you. I says, what do you mean? You're not allowed to give them to me. She said, well, these are ours. And I said, I will go with you in the office and I'll sit there for five hours. If you want to make copies of them. I said, but you're not keeping them. I said, you can, I'll share them with you, but they're mine. She goes, no, no, they're mine. They're ours. What? Why would she? Now, you brought the books, right? And she just wrote in them for you. I Two of them I brought, but then there were so many that she started showing up with new books. So, but still, I really felt bad. Mm -hmm. And I waited about three months and... I knew somebody that worked there. He was in publicity. And I called him up and I said, um, you know, all the work I've been doing down there. He goes, oh, yeah. He says, we're just buzzing about it. He says, everybody's talking. He says, almost everybody knew one of the ghosts that work here. He said, it was ridiculous how many people were here. And he said, a couple people were like upset that you didn't find Jimmy Hoffa. I went, oh, please. That's all I need. So I said to him, hey, do me a favor. I said, I don't know what exactly, and I didn't lie. I said, I don't know exactly where they are right this minute. I said, but I can't find my notebooks. I said, would you do me a favor the next time you're in the offices? I says, would you get a couple of them and make me a couple copies of them? I says, I'm really curious to know, to remember who some of these people were. He said, yeah, sure. I got some of them. He did give me some of them. Okay. 
So I, I do have some, but again, it was, a, I wanted it because she told me I couldn't. I think that was the whole thing. Did you ever run into her and be like, so I got the red one and I got the purple one. <laughs> they were colored. How did you know that? Yeah. They were, there was red, blue, green, yellow, and purple. <laughs> and what colors it, did you get now that we've said this? Well, I think he did the almost the last two, which was good because when I would come home, I would write down some of the names that I could remember. Mm. And so I, I got most, I got a lot of them anyway. I don't know what I would ever do with them. And it's going to be one of those things that when I die, the dumpster will probably be filled with them because what are my kids going to do with them? But I, it was a matter of, I wanted to see, I wanted them. I just wanted to know who these people were. It's a book of some sort. You never know. You just never know. Mm-hmm. So that that's the theater story. And again, it's all theaters. I truly would suggest now, in all honesty, the ghosts in theaters pretty much stay there. I don't think they're going to follow you home from a theater. But you know what? You should probably wear your charm anyway, because they're pretty full. Now, would you would you say that uh, big public theaters, uh, playhouses they're going to be more full maybe, right? Than um, like your elementary school theater or your public theater. Correct. Your little bitty nonprofit. Right. Summer stock, not so much. Uh, They did want me to do where the orchestra plays and that never happened because they figured that there was definitely, and I'm sure there is. We've been to concerts there in, yes, they're definitely, I'm sure that the one person in the, in, in the uh, orchestra that had a really, you had a really old antique violin and there, that guy that was standing behind her had to either be the owner of that violin or the maker of that violin at some point. Oh. But I, yeah, but I didn't clean that place out. So yes, they're everywhere. Call, you start having more of a crowd during the school years on college campuses. Mm -hmm. But that set of kids that go, that are in theater, again, are a very unique bunch of high energy. And you're going to have ghosts follow them, type A personalities. And they're going to follow them for sure. But yeah, the regular, the regular theaters, there have never been one performance that Ted and I have ever gone to where there haven't been ghosts. Hmm, it's interesting. There were even ghosts and cats. <laughs> the musical cats. Well, and I'm trying to remember like years ago, uh you I Ted, like we went to a production and it, it had a ghost in it. Oh yes. And um so was there an actual ghost on stage? Yes. During the play about the ghosts. There was, there was. And the talk I gave before the play, a lot of those actors came in to listen to the talk. And they were pretty, I think most actors know that they have somebody on their shoulder while they're, while they're doing their thing. That, that was a fun play too. Um, I would go see it again. If it, it was a Halloween play, wasn't it? Well, it, it was shown around that time. Um, yeah. I never for the life of me going to cross it again. Unless that theater keeps 
um, like an old web page of like past performances. And then I'm like, well, that was around what, like 2011 ish or yeah, it was the name of a man, a Scottish man. I think it was Guinea or something. I, I don't remember. It was something. That, <laughs> it was like a play. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was cool. Theaters everywhere. I'm sure this goes, but I've seen it in a Canadian theater too. They're there too. So any theaters. Yeah, because you've done theaters across the country and, you know, in other countries that you just said. So it's not like it's a only American thing. Right. And the ghosts that are in theaters are not the same type of ghosts that are on movie sets or TV sets in L.A. Hmm. Those ghosts have a totally different attitude, totally different attitude than players that do, that actors or actresses that are on live stages. And I don't really think that each one of the live actors thinks the other one as good as they are. Oh, well, that goes without saying. I mean, <laughs> are you really a theater ghost if you don't think you can do it better? Like, <laughs> right. Really? And theater ghosts have a tendency to put down movie ghosts and movie ghosts have a tendency to put down tv ghosts because they each think they're lower (laughs) lower than what they do right yeah people don't change when they're dead they have that attitude i mean there's i mean if, if you've already seen talk shows where somebody said they were a star on a soap opera and they went oh yeah okay Mm. Because it's so right. Oh, it would be interesting. Um, little off topic kind of soap opera. So like, I remember my mom and she still to this day will watch the young and the restless. And there's this one guy, the character's Victor, I think like, I'm like, he's gotta be a vampire or something because he looks the same now as he did when I was like seven, he's still alive. He's still on the show. He would be interesting to talk to, like when he passes. Like, dude, you hung in there for a long time, and you know what's your take on the show if it's still running? You know, um, yeah, but yeah, Victor, that character has been on there forever. So I'm like, right. no, it's just a ghost that they just put extra makeup on, and he's still acting at this point. <laughs> one of the ghosts and one of the TV sets that I was on. Uh, actually played on Dark Shadows. Oh, really? That's a fun show. And they played a vampire. Oh, the original Dark Shadows? Yes. Okay. And he was a vampire on that show. And he definitely, I, I couldn't believe it. He came out from around the corner of this set and he actually had on the high collar and he had his hair combed back where it was a peak in the middle. He he looked like he did. He looked like a vampire. <laughs> I'm on a fangirl over the ghost now. <laughs> right. I'm like, oh, wait, now now you you have to find um, Betty White. You have to find uh, Robin Williams. Uh, <laughs> oh, I've looked. Believe me, every hotel I've been in, I've looked for. I've been in hotels that. Uh, uh, Carrie Grant used to stay in. I looked for Carrie Grant. I looked, stayed in the hotel that Rock Hudson always stayed in. I looked for him. I was in the hotel that um, John Lennon got killed in. 
I mm. look for them. I always look for them. And I found some. Okay. But yeah, I, I have. I found a couple of them, but not the ones I'd like to find. Right. And you can't find Elvis because he's running the gas station somewhere in Michigan, apparently. <laughs> it's like he's, he's really not dead. <laughs> right. He's got to be, what, 100 by now? Yeah, at least. <laughs> I lost track of what his real age would be, but I'm like, okay, boy, he's got to die at some point, even if he's still alive. Right. Um, well, this has been a fun, fun one um, in theaters. You probably never think of going to a play or a movie the same ever again. Because some theaters, like there's the one um, in Oberlin that is a movie theater, but at times, like they can do plays up there. And when they do the Rocky Horror, they actually have live people acting out part of that movie that's on the screen behind them at the same time. So, yeah. And I've been, when we were, well, when I was a teenager, I went to the Rocky Horror Show and did all the things you were supposed to do there. That that was fun. And there were ghosts there too. Oh. We went to Mamma Mia while we were having our spaghetti dinner at Mamma Mia at the dinner club. There were ghosts running around there. Hmm. They're everywhere. Oh, and like when we lose, lose Tim Curry, you got to find Tim Curry for me. I love that man. Um, and I want to know if he's running around in the Frankenfurter, you know, of course, <laughs> like that would be so awesome. You never know. <laughs> well, they can change their clothes. You know, there's the closet in the sky. Yes, they can. So, uh, he could be running around with his pearls and <laughs> my heels. Yes, they could. <laughs> well, thanks everybody for listening and, uh, keep, uh, an ear out for the next episode. These drop on Wednesdays. So please make sure that you subscribe, like, share. And uh, tell your friends, come join us on Wednesdays and discuss the episodes with us. But uh, thanks, guys. Thanks for joining in. Catch you next time. Thanks for tuning in to When Ghosts Speak. Join us again soon. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>